0: Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 30 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and spirit guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this episode, Michael Bishop, a.k.a. Blothar of Guar, discusses his first band, and I recommend the progressive metal band Sidmind. Before all that, I welcome a guest to the show that I've wanted on for a long time, in Mr. Dave Hill. Dave is a comedian, a musician, a podcaster, a writer, and a dog owner. He's been on shows like At Midnight, Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. He's the king of metal in the Metal Injection series and hosts the WFMU radio show, The Goddamn Dave Hill Show. In music, he fronts the comedic black metal outfit, Witch Taint, and he's the vocalist and guitarist of Valley Lodge, the band behind Last Week Tonight with John Oliver's theme. On top of that already impressive resume, he just launched a new band with Chris from the band Autopsy called Painted Doll. Before we dive into my conversation with Dave Hill, here's some of the surprisingly unmetal but great band Painted Doll. This is Together Alone. I'll start with just kind of a, something that I was noticing on Instagram and our brief chats via email. How was your recent Canadian trip?
1: Oh, it was good. I, I just went up for a couple of days. Um, my new book is about Canada, so uh, i just been taking random excursions there. Um, so that one was uh, uh, one of the listeners uh, on my radio show calls in. He lives in a town called Merrickville. And he um, he was kind of you know sort of like a favorite caller on the show, so uh, I decided to go pay him a visit and do the uh, do an episode of the show from there.
0: And is this in his,
1: his garage?
0: Is this a your a book you're working <coughs> on currently, or is this one that's already like been about to be published? Because I know of Tasteful Nudes, so I didn't know about this one.
1: Uh yeah, there's one more after Tasteful Nudes that came out. Like a year and a half ago, I think, and then this will be the third one um when this will be out, I guess next year at some point, if all goes as planned
0: well, i I allude to this later in my interview plans, but it's kind of baffling honestly you're really prolific with music and comedy and writing uh where where do you find the time?
1: Oh, I don't know I mean thank you I, I don't i never feel that way i always feel like i don't get anything done but um i just i don't know I, you know i just do do what i like doing and that's pretty much all i do is is that stuff so um you know it just eventually comes <laughs> i don't know just keep uh doing stuff and uh, eventually uh, but, but the music you know it's weird because I, I, I the, the, my whole idea is always just to have it just be this sort of back burner hobby. Um, even though, like I, you know, came from playing in bands and then went into comedy, but um, it seems, you know, the music just—it's all kind of blurring into one big mush or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you know, I've been, you know, with the I've had this band Valley Lodge since. You know, probably like twelve years now at least, and we make a record every few years. And actually, playing tonight, and um, and then painted doll. You know, we started that. That was kind of, you know, Chris, Chris and I became friends, and um, first started just trading music that we were into, and then eventually he he was like, oh, we should make some music together, and um, and we kind of just you know started each writing songs sort of inspired by all the stuff we were trading and all that and and that that whole thing i mean the whole band is that band has sort of been like it's been super fun and we're you know we're psyched that people are into the record so far and and but it, it's been sort of instructive for my whole life because you know the way we've done it i mean was so fast like we only practiced four times and then we recorded the record in like three days so um and just didn't really think about it or worry about it too much and we were just having fun and and not giving a shit <laughs> about anything else really so you know to, now I would like come out on on TP which is the you know label I, I'd always been a big fan of and when to have uh you know to be doing some shows starting next month, and you know, have people be into the record makes me go like, "Oh, I'm just gonna start doing everything this way." <laughs> just like not basically remove like, you know, all the other stuff that makes stuff less fun. Like questioning it, worrying about, you know. Obviously, we wanted the painted doll record to be good, but we weren't being perfectionist about it, and really caring caring if it turned out good. You know. We are just kind of like, let's just have some fun and, you know, that's all we are going for.
0: And the Chris you, you mentioned is known to the metal community from, like, autopsy and death. And you've got Witch Taint, of course. Was the initial goal to do a metal thing or was psychedelic always, like, kind of on the table?
1: Yeah, I mean, no, no we never, you know, we were never... The goal has never had anything to do with metal i mean i'm you know obviously chris is a metal legend and and i'm a you know a big fan of metal and have witch taint which is you know a comedy show but also kind of slowly morphing into a band as we start actually writing songs and but um no you know i i I think chris i mean i it's like I, i always think like you know when i you know, meet a lot of like metal guys. I always think you know that they're going to be these big uh all metal all the time got You know, like from Phil Anselmo to well Chris or or you know Mike Williams from I Hate God and you know Dave Windorf from Monster Magnet. I mean, all those guys. I always at first when I first got to know them, I was like, oh, they're probably just Listen to only that, whatever, you know. But they're, you know, it seems like metal guys, more than anyone else I've ever known, are the biggest music nerds around, you know, and they listen to everything. So with Chris, I was like, oh, he's this death metal guy. Like, and then, you know, it's the first thing he did was like, I have this band, Valley Lodge, which is like power pop, you know, big star, raspberries Cheap Trick kind of 70s power pop stuff. And I was like, oh, he probably, would think that sucks, you know, but then he wrote me about it and he's like, oh, I really like that record, Go. and then, uh, anyway, I'm giving you the longest answer in the world, but, uh, uh,
0: sorry, my dog is whining in the background. It's all Um, right, my my cat is outside the door throwing a fit because she can't get in, so I hear you. (laughs) Um,
1: so, so, yeah, we, now it's never like, you know, we, we never... No, weirdly, it's never been metal in the least. Like, we don't even, even when we have played together, you know, in a practice room, we've never played metal, really. And actually, I take it back. Chris played drums for Witch Taint one show. (laughs) Like, because we play one song at the end, and he played a Witch Taint song with us. So, but, you know, we called him a pussy the whole time for being a. Death metal pussy and not a black metal (laughs) musician.
0: Was he at the Sketchfest show? Is that the one you meant?
1: No. Well, he did come to that. Um, Yeah, I mean that's Sketchfest is actually kind of like a big sort of an instrumental in how the band came together because you know shortly after we became friends, I came out to I was doing Sketchfest and that's where Chris saw me playing guitar first and realized, like, oh, you can play, you know? And uh, that's when he was like, oh, we should jam. And so, uh, yeah, whenever I'm out in the Bay Area doing comedy shows, Chris and his wife, Nancy, will come out, and uh, so, yeah, Chris has come out. He came out to see Witch Taint in, at Sketch Fest in, uh, in LA. He'd seen us, and uh, yeah, so he's a big Witch Taint supporter. Uh, but witch taint you know witch taint our witch taint personas think that chris is a huge pussy you know i don't but my my witch taint persona (laughs) you know we don't we can't we don't take death metal very seriously it's not extreme enough for us
0: how can you take a band that doesn't work corpse paint seriously i understand i know i know so you know
1: he needs to hear it but um but I personally am a big autopsy fan.
0: Uh, speaking of Witch Taint, I, I saw, I think, a tweet or a Facebook post from yesterday, Witch Taint is playing Valken?
1: Yeah, it hasn't been officially announced yet, but yeah, we're going to do uh, three shows at, at Vakken this year, which is... Have you been? I've never been. I'm really I'm excited. Super
0: jealous.
1: Um, yeah, it's going to be nuts. And it's also, I mean, the witch taint thing, I don't know if you know the whole... By the way, is this is this for recording or is it for... It's records it's podcast.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So I'll try to talk and, uh, faster mm-hmm. for your <laughs> listeners. No, Instead of my like laid-back uh, way. Um, yeah, its I'm, we're super psyched. You know, witch taint, you know, it started off just as me emailing a norwegian black metal record label like 14 years ago with this fake band witch taint and um you know saying we're the most extreme black metal band in the world and um so now all these years later to be like doing this show like we just did it in oslo and fenris from dark throne was in the front row and now we're doing vakin i mean it's pretty awesome just <laughs> to have, you know, to go from sitting on my couch in my apartment in New York, just goofing around to now, like, to have it be all over the world is pretty pretty
0: wild. I know of thing uh, having songs, and you said you end the, the stage show with a song. Are you guys playing a music stage, or is this going to be like where Mambo Kurt is? Do you know Mambo Kurt?
1: I've heard of Mambo Kurt, but I'm not familiar
0: he is on like kind of a side stage, basically the equivalent of like the Barbary at uh, Outside Lands or like a.
1: Oh, cool! Yeah, I mean, I would assume, I would assume that's what it is. I'm, I you know, I don't think it would be good for anyone if which taint were on the main stage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mambo Kurt is this—he's a guy that plays like a Hammond organ covers of like rock songs and makes them mamboy, and he's there every year, and he's he's a trip.
1: Oh, excellent! Well, ho- I look forward to meeting him. Um, yeah, I, I'm assuming it's going to be like in uh, in the side s- stage because you know, Witchtain is we're incorporating more and more uh, music and video and stuff. But it, it's it's almost like a play or something, you know. So, um, I don't think uh, eighty thousand people in a field will have the patience <laughs> for that. I assume, but you know, even if we're playing in a uh, Portageon, we're so will be absolutely thrilled. I'm, I mean, I'm psyched, you know, to be doing the show there. But to just to be able to go and and see it, see all the bands and and stuff, you know, there's going to be, I think Judas Priest is doing it, Enslaved. I mean, a million bands are doing it, but just mentioning bands offhand that I'm excited to see. Um, Ghost is going to be there. I'm kind of bummed so far my friends in the metal bands are going to be jealous because you know, I was looking to see if like any friends' bands are playing. And so far none of them are. Like Chris from Autopsy, I'm like, hey, Witch Taint is going to do... Uh, Lucy, come on, shut up. I'm
2: talking about Witch Taint. <laughs>
1: my dog is... Um, Your dog hates but, Witch Taint? You know, she's not into Witch Taint. Um, and, uh, and... Hey, come on. And so, uh, so he asked Tony Crowe, was like, oh, which team's doing? Doing fucking. And so maybe Chris might come, there's a chance. We might, you know, let me not ask Fenris from Dark Throne if he wants to play drums, which he, I don't think he will. And if, you know, so either either Chris or Fenris will be on drums, or neither. I think actually probably it'll work out neither. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, coming back to Painted Doll a bit, there um, on Painted Doll, the album cover is yourself and Chris's animals. Why are you a fox?
1: You know, I wish I had like a good, uh, really like cool answer for you, but honestly, like what happened was that cover. I drew the cover like four times, I think, and like the first version, there were not versions of us on it. You know, and then we did. Then I did one that had like drawings of us that were like kind of inspired by some photos that we had already done. And then we were like, eh, doing it. We weren't into it. And then I was, then I just like arbitrarily drew the animal heads and threw them on. And um, I kind of swapped them out both ways to see. Who looked better as the fox, and who looked better as the hair? And um, you know, Chris just looked better with that. With the, uh, I actually think, uh, I think the, um, I think the hair drawing is better. Actually, the fox. I, if I had to do it over, I would have. I would have spent a little more time on it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I wish there was some mystical answer, but I mean, there really isn't.
0: <laughs> There's always room to make one up, like fucking. They this. will.
1: I mean, if I come up with one, you'll have to delete this portion. That's fine. The podcast.
0: I'll put an asterisk on this point. Uh, also, in the new. But I mean, go ahead.
1: Oh yeah, but yeah, and then it was like kind of like, you know, that we added. You know, there were more flowers in the original cover, and then we added more fire, and uh, skulls and things. It's kind of had a metamorphosis. But I'm not you know, I, I used to draw all the time but I don't I don't do it as much now. So like when when like Chris and the label would have suggestions that I'd have to start over like every single time. It was a pain in the ass. Are you and using uh, any sort of, all worked out?
0: Are you using any sort of digital system or is this like hand drawings that are then like reproduced or something?
1: Um, they I colour them in Photoshop but everything is you know, I draw it in pencil and then ink it and then scan it in and color it, but then, you know, when people would be like, oh, maybe do this or do that, then I'd have to be like, okay, and then have (laughs) to, like, literally, like, get out, you know, the Bristol board and all that and start from scratch every time. It was a massive pain in the ass. (laughs) But hopefully it all worked out.
0: I think it's a really cool cover. Um, Thank you. On the album, there's a song called Painted Doll. The band is called Mm -hmm. Painted Doll, and the album is called Painted Doll. Is that a nod to, like, Maiden, who's done that, or Sabbath, or is that actually where the song comes from? Or the name, it's rather.
1: It's a nod to Angel Witch. Oh. No, wow. um, no, I'm a big fan of the trifecta. Uh, yeah, with the band, the album, and the song, all the same, same title. But what happened was, we were t- Chris and I, you know, a lot of the songs we we would just like kind of talk about ideas we and we wrote the songs you know just kind of separately and then would jam them out and but we would like send each other like iphone recordings and stuff and um you know so like for painted doll he was talking about the singer for shocking blue i can't remember her name um you know the dutch band from like the like 70s and uh She was saying she felt like a painted doll, I guess, in the way that, like, she was kind of, like, kept from people, and, you know, kind of, like, she wasn't a lot, she was very, like, protected, and, um, so just that, the idea of the painted doll, like Chris was talking about that, and then I had this song, and it just kind of, uh, you know, came, came together that way, and just that phrase or whatever, and then Similarly, like our the song "Dressing Room," that was like for whatever reason. Uh, something I had in my head, and I was telling Chris about it, and he he needed some lyrics, so he wrote a whole song based on that idea. So we kind of like throw stuff back and forth, just like, and um, and yeah, we did. We needed a band name, so the song was actually written before, you know, we decided to call the band that. But uh, I think we had another name for like 30 seconds, but I I couldn't even tell you what it is, what it was.
0: of Go from Dave Hill's long-running band, Valley Lodge. They've released three albums, which you can find on iTunes, and the fourth is on its way later this year. I'll have more with Dave Hill in just a moment, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Michael Bishops, the front monster of Guar, better known as Blothar, discusses his heavy origins.
2: Oh, wow. My first band was called The Guilty, and uh, it sounded like shit. I mean, it was... <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, you know that that was my human slave. And he, when he was a tiny little lad, he tried to start a punk rock band called the Guilty. And and actually, but I'll tell you this: that without the Guilty, um, I wouldn't have been. I guess maybe even I wouldn't have been a gua because uh, um, I wouldn't have been around to sort of take the helm after Dave. Um, and, and the reason for that is simply that. Uh, the Guilty, while it was a kid band and it did get started and it didn't sound great, we were able to have somewhat of a career and to gain access to stages in Richmond. Um, so you know, it was through that band that uh, our slaves met. You know? uh, the Guilty playing with uh, Death Piggy and with uh, White Cross and, and the other bands from Richmond that eventually became the lineup of war that's on that first record. Yeah
0: A conversation with dave hill of painted doll here's some of his black metal comedy project witch taints the black metal dialogues this is necro dream reaper <laughs> Of shifting gears just a little bit. Uh we've get, like you said you've got a Valley Lodge show tonight at at the time of this recording. But mm-hmm. it's it's been a handful of years since the last album. What's going on uh recording-wise or album-wise for you guys?
1: It's it's done. Uh I think we're going to add maybe one or two songs, but um yeah, it's in the can as they say. But uh just what happened kind of as as quickly as as, as Chris and I worked um we just finished it faster, you know, like the Valley Lodge record we were working on like for a really long time um and then Chris and I, just because of our schedules and just like what extra money we had lying around to go into the studio, we we just couldn't, you know, also I live in New York and he lives in the Bay Area, like we couldn't make a record like, Drag it out. So um anyway, we finished the painted doll, and then so that was coming out first. So we didn't want to have like me having two records out like at the same time. So we're, it'll come out later this year. I think probably like in the late summer, early fall. But I think we'll we'll start releasing like singles and stuff And uh, but yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited about that record too.
0: How has Valley Lodge changed since? The John Oliver connection.
1: Uh well, we have more money to make records, which is cool. Um you know, just from the the nice money. I mean <laughs> I'm I'm psyched that uh I'm you know, I think it's the best show on T V, honestly. Um and uh, I think in these crazy times we live in he's still are really doing a, an amazing job and um and so we're psyched to be associated with the show and um and uh i don't know if it's like you know it's maybe like made more people come out to the shows but it's it's hard to say really like um you know because with the stuff that i do with the com, i think when when the band started like people didn't know me as you know because cause I, you know I used to play in bands back in Cleveland and then I came to New York and was doing comedy and then formed Valley Lodge shortly after and I think people would come out and think like oh this is going to be like Weird Al or something and then you know we're pretty much just straight up rock band you know so um, but I, yeah I don't know <laughs> I'm sorry I'm giving you these really long answers for like simple questions you're probably gonna have to edit this down but um
0: i barely edit it's okay
1: <laughs> um but yeah I, I don't know i think more people know about the band you know it's funny like this this song there's a video we made for the song on you know it's on youtube and stuff and like it seems like half the people are like oh cool i'm glad i discovered this band and you know like their other music too and then the other half are like "Ooh." I like the instrumental version of this song but i hate it with <laughs> oh, fuck. Now. so uh but i mean you know but probably the simple answer is yeah like you know we're just psyched about it and uh you know i've known john almost since he came to america and and so it just was nice that they that they chose to use that song and um as a fan of the show i hope it's on forever and as a as a you know, it's a nice little. We also make a, a nice little. It sort of pays the bill, the Valley Lodge bills, as it were. So, <laughs> you know, it makes it so we can go into the studio and spend a little extra time, which is is amazing. You know, because otherwise, I don't know if I could justify like going into the studio and taking a long time. But um, anyway,
0: I I was bored once, and I decided to Google this because I became curious if. And I'm not trying to compare you to this band. But you'll, we'll get there. Um, I got curious if the Bare Naked Ladies play the theme for the Big Bang Theory when they play live. It turns out they do. And, oh, they do. And the crowd goes apeshit when they do. Does your crowd go crazy when you play Go?
1: They lose their minds. Well, <laughs> you know, all our songs are such hits. It's hard to really gauge a different reaction from song to song. Because it's pandemonium the whole show
0: nonstop hits. but
1: um i think well you know it's, i think our insecurity is that you know is that people think that we're just playing the tv show theme song so usually we'll be like oh this is our song you know just in case cuz obviously we don't have the uh the profile of bare naked ladies where people make know the you know the connection or whatever so i think some people whether they're standing outside our practice room or at the show, if we when we just launch into the riff, they're like, wait, why are they playing that? I think most people know at this point. But um, it's funny, the Bare Naked Ladies, I had dinner with one of those guys once a few years ago, not knowing he was in the Bare Naked Ladies. I just thought of was this guy that was at dinner. And so he's talking about, you know, and he's not like, uh, doesn't act, Like a rock star in any way.
0: He's a fully clothed man, so you wouldn't expect He's a
1: fully clothed man, absolutely. But he was just I think it was the drummer and uh he was just like kind of casually mentioning his band, like making it sound like you know, that it's just some cover band that plays Wing Night somewhere. And then I was like, Oh, what what kind of band are you in? And he's like, Oh, we're called bare naked ladies and I was like, Oh,
0: I, I like go. that it's a we're called like oh you, he could have said bare naked ladies and left it that but the way he pitched it is that uh maybe you've heard of us I don't want to talk about it we're bare naked ladies
1: yeah he was just a very nice fellow <laughs> you know not making a big deal about it uh, so uh that's my bare naked lady story
0: I unfortunately don't have one other than that time I decided to see if they play that song um there you go so you have. You're affiliated with the Bare Naked Ladies now. I've decided, and you're also yeah in your mind. And you're also like affiliated with a lot of metal people. Um, my like uh, my side gig when I'm not doing this, I also write for Metal Injection. So oh nice. So yeah. through that, li- like the king of metal. How did that come about? How did you break into metal?
1: Um, well, I've always been a fan of metal. You no. know, I mean, I I like. It's funny, I don't know if it's like, people are surprised that I'm into metal just by looking at me, because I don't, you know, I'm a big fan of bright colors and patterns. Um, So, but people, I don't know, you know, I like all kinds of music, but I've always been a big metal fan, and I honestly can't remember how I got involved with Metal Injection. I'm guessing it was maybe just because Rob Pazvani got in touch with me i'm 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 guessing, but um yeah, I've just always been a fan, and then i love I love that site that's kind of like on my short list of sites that I visit you know every day to get see what's going on in the world <laughs> <laughs> and um important shit I mean it's pretty much like I do I read like you know the the online newspapers and and then I go to like metal injection, and then that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, and I, I love what those guys do, and I—I I, I mean, you know, um, you know, Rob and Frank, those and all those guys are such nice guys, and uh, I've always been so nice and supportive of you know what I do, and 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 I love I love doing stuff with them whenever whenever they'll have me, and um, and I also think it's so cool that those guys. You know, they started that site, you know, as fans, and now it's turned into their full-time gig. I think that's, you know, that's like the dream, right? Dream come true. Okay. So uh I'm always super psyched for them, and I, and I also love how like I, you know, this to me it's real. You know, people always take stuff so seriously, especially like metal. A lot of people are like, "Well, no, you can't make fun of my favorite band," and. So to make these videos where I'm just making fun of everything is, and seeing how mad people get is <laughs> always really... I mean, honestly, like, I think we've done some, some videos where I just kind of make fun of stuff and they'll kind of cut and paste it to where, like, the thing that I actually said, I wasn't even saying it about anyone in particular. <laughs> I was just making up an insult and they would just paste it to like a different you know whatever in the wherever it was funny in the video so half the time i'm making fun of you know uh drummer's kick pattern i not even listening to music
0: a little behind the peak at uh frank's yeah, editing how magic the sausage there. Is <laughs> yeah i met the guys in austin at south by southwest when i was just shit-faced drunk on a roof and i recognize nice. i recognized rob from the videos and i just walked up to him and i interrupted him talking to brian slagle of metal blade didn't know oh, yeah, i know brian i didn't know who he was at the time but i just like but i'm like i'm a big fan of your website thank you for everything and just like stumbled away and then connected the dots later and yeah that's how i got involved with them
1: <laughs> yeah they're, they're they're great guys and, and and brian slagle too i really like him too he's a he's a big hockey fan as i am so I had him on the show
0: a few months ago, and he was he was lovely. We started talking Food Network because he's in he and Chris Santos are business partners.
1: Oh, nice! Yeah, he's like a. I think he's a yeah he's a a a food a foodie as they say too. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I I guess they didn't meet through metal. They met through food, which is pretty rad.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, one of the times he came to he invited, uh, you know, some people out to restaurant just wait and
0: delicious food uh, I'm gonna start winding down for this uh, little guy here um, this is kind of very inside podcasting unbeknownst to my listeners the biggest inspiration behind this show far beyond metal is um, bullseye with Jesse Thorne I, oh, nice. I I wanted I set out to make a metal version of bullseye uh, when I first saw the idea it would have been Sound of young America but and his shows are how I discovered you and your work. Uh, how do oh, you wow. how do you first get involved with Jesse and the Max Fun Network?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. Honestly, I mean, I've because I've I've known Jesse since probably very early on when I shortly after I started comedy and. Uh, yeah i don't know i remember i'm i was on the sound of young america before it was changed to bullseye and i was and then i've been on bullseye a couple times i think and then i've been on jordan jesse go i don't know i would say it's i don't know i don't know how i first met him but you know comedy is well like anything like metal or anything else is is um it's like high school you know like once you're in it it's kind of like you just start meeting everybody and everyone after a while once you get to a certain point with it you know when you know you're kind of it's the world gets smaller and smaller as you go from you know so after a while you kind of meet people and but yeah I met met Jesse pretty early on Mm -hmm. I think you know from going out to LA and Mm -hmm. stuff and uh yeah I mean he's got uh he's awesome. And it's the whole max fun thing is, is is great. It's like such a great network of, of people, you know, both literally as a network and then just, you know, socially and just like-minded people doing fun, fun things together. I think it's cool.
0: Yeah. It was, it was a trip when I connected the dots after seeing your face on metal injection that you were the same guy from JJ go. And then I was like, Oh, cool. (laughs) Um,
1: yeah, I'm kind of a where's wall or a, a zealot or whatever <laughs> in that way, I think, just because my sort of weird, uh, sort of strange mix of stuff.
0: No, I mean, I'm, I'm there with you. Like, pod, comedy podcast is half my life. The other half is metal. Um, yep.
1: That was, what else <laughs> is there?
0: All right, man. But, thank, uh, thank you so much for talking with me. This has, you know, been a goal of mine for the show. Uh, break all the legs tonight at the Valley Lodge gig. And, thank you so uh, much. Yeah, I'll, th- I'll throw this your way when it's all all good
1: to go. Cool. And, Yeah, if you, if you need to add action music to make me sound, you know, more high energy, I my prom, I was my dog and I were taking a nap and then we woke up and we're just kind of we're kind of <laughs> getting back to it now. So, I'm, not that I'm ever sounding very high energy, but I'm probably sounding even less than normal. <laughs> but hopefully, I gave you something to work with.
0: Yeah, dude. Thank you. it's it's great. Thank you so much.
1: Cool. Thank you so much.
0: Hey, yeah, dude. All, all right. right. You have a good rest of your evening.
1: You too. Bye-bye.
0: Last bit, there was Painted Doll from the album Painted Doll by Painted Doll. The album is out now via TP Records, and you can find the band and all things Dave Hill over at DaveHillOnline.com and on Twitter at MrDaveHill. Hill. Before we wrap this episode, I'm going to end with a recommendation of the band SIDMIND. SIDMIND are a progressive metal quintet from Montreal, Quebec, that combines a variety of sounds and influences, but are primarily known for their showcasing of the violin as their lead instrument. From the 2017 album Erosion, this is what remains in its entirety. Once again that was What Remains by Sidmine from their album Erosion. For more on that band head to sidmine.bandcamp.com and facebook.com slash sidmine that's c-y-d-e-m-i-n-d. Now, before i wrap up this episode today i'd just like to say that this episode will conclude my second year of creating this podcast and it's a lot of work but i love doing it i'd sincerely like to thank you for listening and say that i have some really cool stuff in the works some big names and at least one more guest to continue a series i unintentionally started a while back anyway if you want to get in contact with me you can do so by heading to facebook.com farbeyondmetal I'm on Twitter at overcord and the show is at underscore Far Beyond Metal. I frankly don't promote the show's Twitter enough, but I also don't tweet enough. And if you are in a band or you just want to talk to me, you can head to farbeyondmetaldan at gmail.com, type in some emails, hit send, and we'll we'll have a little chit-chat. And, of course, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening.
2: Oh! Oh! Box production.